All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got Matt speaking this morning with us. Um, been a part of the community a long time. He's also one of the members on our trustee board, uh, which handles the church finances to make sure that we keep in budget, that everything's going well. Uh, funny that Doug's here this morning as well, and Carrie, and so that's the whole financial board, if you have any questions with them. Uh, funny enough, Matt is talking about money today. It's something that was one of those big things that uh, keeps people away from church usually because of the way that it's kind of spoke on or lorded over or made people feel guilty and so it's not the way we want to do it here and so Matt's going to be talking about a different light of looking at it which I think is important and it's also important to have a different perspective and a different voice and I hate talking about money you guys know that and so when he offered I was like oh yeah I I can't stand it and it also feels since I get paid from the church like a little like I don't know wrong so uh, I'm yeah I'm not there yet in my faith, we'll get there. But yeah, we've got a nice shady section and sunny section, depending on what you're looking for. Um, if everyone wants a shade in the future, we can figure out maybe another spot under the thing to meet at. But other than that, I think I talked on kids. I t oh, the coffee is cold today. I should say that. So just in case you're wanting coffee and you're like, it's hot, I don't want, it's iced coffee. So if you want coffee, it's iced and up there. Other than that, uh, Matt, why don't you do it, and I'll just adjust your volume. And okay. <coughs> uh, we'll uh, start off with a prayer, mainly for my benefit. Um, this is the first time I've spoken in this gathering, so I apologize for the uh, for any mistakes I might make. So, okay. So, Lord, we thank you for bringing us all together in fellowship. I pray for wise words and understanding. Um, please give me the gift of tongues so I can speak American and those around us the gift of interpretation. We thank you for this uh, beautiful day and um, in your name we pray, amen. Okay, so um, money within a church. Uh, there's two terms up uh, used, uh, tithing and giving. Uh, I did look up the definition, so a tithe um, is a tenth of the produce of the earth consecrated and set apart for special purpose, uh, mentioned a lot in the Old Testament, and giving to present voluntarily and without expecting compensation or to place in someone's care. And that's how Bloom likes to look at things, you know, um, we, we, don't, we don't tell people that it's a requirement to give, however we do do need money to, to function, uh, and the idea is that we will take care of that money and use it in, in the best way possible for the, the benefit of the community uh, and, and the church. So the idea, Luke and I uh, spoke, um, met on a couple of occasions to discuss this. I'm trying to keep the message short. I hope it's going to be relatively short because I'd like to encourage more discussion amongst the community on how you how you see um, giving and, uh, within the community. So um, I'm expecting a very vocal uh, discussion at the end of this. Um, <laughs> it's so. We'll start with my personal. So I, my view on giving and tithing has changed a lot over the years. Um, it's certainly still evolving. Um, 
So I, I should, I should point out. I did, my dad once told me never to talk about three subjects when you're in polite company: religion, money, or politics. And I'm going to cover two of them. So we're. I'm going to be really polite, but my dad was wrong. So, um, but my story. So I grew up in the UK. That's why I have an accent. Um, I, uh, <laughs> if you didn't notice. Um, so I, I grew up in the Church, uh, Church of England, CIV. Otherwise known as Anglican Church over here. Um, I went to Sunday school. I went to a church school. We, we were non-practicing Christian. We, we, did, we never went to church, but I grew up in a church environment as far as education. So on the few occasions we did go to church, um, my recollection of, of, of giving was a, a brass or silver plate would be passed around at the end of church drop some coins in and go up and down the pews. Um, and rarely you might see the odd paper note on the plate. Um, the, um, the regular churchgoers would have little uh, envelopes, paper envelopes that were at the entrance of the church. And they'd, they'd fill those in and drop those into the, into the plate. But it was never... Certainly, the, 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 the thought of tithing or giving a percentage of your income was something that I knew, wasn't aware of and never thought of. I just thought, you know, whatever changes in your pockets. Um, even my dad used to give, and he, he's a complete atheist. So perhaps I think, I think he was just hedging his bets, but, um, <laughs> he's, uh, but even he would cut money in. Then, I, um, after I left primary school, um, I went went to state school, so I fell out of the church and didn't go back to the church for another 10, 15 years. Um, and that was my first introduction to, um, to big church, to mega church. So I, I went to a, um, what did I go, what sort of church did I go to? Free Methodist. Um, and it was about 1,500 people. Um, and there, that's the first time I heard about um, tithing and giving a percentage. Um, and people were fairly open about it. Um, there was certainly a, a, an understanding that you should give a minimum of 10%, and if you can give extra percentages, you should um, increase that. And, and they talk like a lot of churches, um, prosperity church, so the, the more you give, the more you receive. Funny enough, the, the people who talked about it were all the rich people. Mm. <laughs> so... Um, you, you never saw anybody who was on the bread line ever talking about about how, how much prosperity they were receiving. Um, your uh, receiver, I think, might be rubbing something in your pocket too, Matt. You might want to okay, is it? put it in that little cup holder, maybe. Sorry. Sorry? Just cutting out a little bit. There you go. Should try that. Sit in my lap. So... Um, when I first started at the church and, and I saw this, my first thought was, what a bunch of idiots giving away 10% of your income. Um, I've got better things to do with my, with my money and give it to the church. Um, I also couldn't afford to give that sort of money. Um, I didn't have it. Um, and the... So the, there was a feeling of inadequacy because it was something that was taught regularly, um, basically every week, um, and um, they'd ask for commitments uh, to, to, to what you would give, and 
I said there were people around me who, who would openly boast about what sort what, what sort of percentage they were giving. So for me, it wasn't. Um, I didn't feel comfortable. Um, you know, it, it seemed to me that you'd have you, you needed to have money to make money in the church. So from that perspective, you know, it was God a Wall Street banker? Um, is it, oh, is everybody else? Are we lost? You know. You, you need to have money to be to be a Christian. Um, I left that church, uh, went to a smaller church, similar, about twice the size of Bloom, around 100 people. And there they had a slightly different... They, again, they, they, they taught prosperity, but they also taught that uh, giving could also be time as well as money. So for, um, they obviously preferred hard cash. Um, but if you were... Um, if you were unable to, then um, you could donate time. So that's when I first started to serve in the church and started doing sound engineering. And for me, I was comfortable with that. I, I still gave when I could, but for me, it was, it was it was giving time. And then I moved to my final church in the UK because uh, I moved jobs and, and moved about 120 miles and uh, went to my first really big church, 3,000 people. Um, just have three services on a Sunday, um, and we went back to talking about uh, actual tithe, giving a percentage again, and they really did push the prosperity angle. Um, I think every message that I went to in four years up there was had some kind of connection with uh, with money and, and, and giving to the church. Um, and one of their things was um, that the pastor put a, a challenge out and said, well, just give 10% for six months. And if you, don't, if you don't see an improvement in your finances, then you can stop. Uh, I mean, at that point, I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. I, I, I was heavily in debt. Um, and I used to take all the money out, out of my bank account to start the month because I knew by the end of the month, my card wouldn't work in the machine. So... Um, I would give when I when I could, but it, it certainly wasn't much. Um, and I just hoped that nobody noticed. I mean, it, it certainly something I didn't talk about, and um, I thought I hoped that nobody in the church would would realise that I wasn't uh, contributing to the same level they were. Um, my biggest concern, though, is that God notices. You know, what's God's thoughts on, on what I'm doing? Um, I, I never had the. Um, I never felt like I, I, I could walk off that cliff and suddenly give something I didn't have with, with the view that I'll, I'll, I'll get it back and, and plus extra. So um, that, that was a struggle. And then I came to the US and everything changed. I met, met Lindsay. Um, she was fantastic in helping sorting my finances out. Um, I certainly could never have done it on my own. Um, and we got to a point where I could give regularly. We could give regularly. Um, and from my perspective, I, uh, I wanted to give because it was the right thing. Um, from Lindsay's, I'm not going to say from Lindsay, but from her family's side, um, from, from their budgeting, what you give to the church comes first. And then every, everything afterwards. I'm the other way around. I want to... Uh, 
I want to sort out my own things and then give what's left. So, um, so we, we now give regularly each month, and because it's built into a fictional budget, um, you know, we don't necessarily uh, um, we used to seeing it. So that's my story. As I said it's it's gone through a lot of changes and uh, and viewpoints, um, and it will probably continue to evolve. Um, so how does this affect Bloom? You know, Bloom is Bloom needs an income. We you know we have a staff, Luke. Um, and and I would point out, um, and I'm not sure if everybody's aware of this. Whenever if we have if we do struggle with a budget in a month, the first thing that uh, uh, Luke has to cut is his salary. Everything else gets paid before before um, Luke's salary does. So. Um, don't think he's um, getting rich off of our uh, endeavours. <laughs> so, and I, and I respect him for that. I really do. It's, but we need a stable income. Um, we need to do things within um, within the church. The activities we put on, you know, the renting the spaces, um, doing the works in, in, in the community. Um, so. What I want you to think about is if we didn't have that income, there would be no bloom. So what, what would your life look like without, without the church? Um, it would be nice if, I've heard of churches whereby they never ask for money, they never need to because um, they, they have it, people give without thinking. And, um, it would be nice to be in that position, I don't think we ever will be, but... Um, but again, it's not a requirement to be a community member in Bloom. I'm not asking you to tip you upside down and empty your pockets. Um, so, um, as far as what Scripture says, and this is this is what we have, we have to base all our teaching on. Um, there, there's quite a bit in the Bible about church. You know, Luke and I have discussed, and there's some. Like everything in the Bible, you can find two sides of the, uh, of, of the same story. So, picking individual um, verses out is, is dangerous without context. Um, but God knows money is important. It's something that is very important to all of us, be it personally, be it in community, be it in church. So, I actually found two, two verses um, which... Um, pretty much work together. Um, so Matthew 23, uh, 23. So woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So that's, that's saying that as, as important as tithing is to the church, how you treat your, your, your fellow person is just as important. You need both. You, know, you need to be compassionate to those around you. Um, in addition, just because you, you give money to the church does not make you um, uh, absolve you from um, any other uh, requirements. And then in Mark 12, 41-44, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, 
And a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So this goes back to what I was saying um, earlier about my experience in church, where you would have people who were on six-figure incomes and, and giving 10%. You know, how, how, how much did that affect there against me, who didn't have enough money to get to the month, but put $20 in? You know, is, is one more important than the other? Is a, is a guy who puts in... Um, $10,000 a year, better than, than me, who puts in less than 100. Um, so, it's uh, what I'm very conscious of is not to get too legalistic on this. Um, it's, it's, it, for, for me, uh, it's pretty much what does God put on your heart as far as what you give. And to be honest, if, if, if you're that widow and you don't have any money to give, we should be given to you. you know, if, if, if you're struggling that hard, then the, the community should, should be helping you, not expecting uh, you to come to, uh, for you to give to us. So, um, what else can you do as, uh, regarding helping the church? You can give cash. Um, you know, hard currency is always great. Uh, but there are things that you can do which don't necessarily have a direct, they have a big impact on the church, necessarily an impact on you. Um, for instance, my employer will match charitable donations. Um, I can give weekly or I can give once a year, and they will actually match anything I give. Now, does your employer offer something like that? So I gave back in October, um, I took one, one month's worth of, of, of what we give, and I, I gave it to my employer, and then Back in January, Luke got a check for that matched that amount. Uh, it didn't cost me anything. You know, I, get, I gave exactly the normal amount, but it doubled the impact. Um, how many people here use Amazon? Nearly everybody. <laughs> well, if you go to if you go to smile.amazon.com, they will give a percent. Amazon, out of their own funds, will give a, a percentage of whatever you buy. Doesn't, again, it doesn't cost you anything. You just have to go to that website. And when, when you put the stuff in your basket, I think it's 3%, 2-3%. Something, um, yeah. So, something like that. Um, and if everybody does that, that number adds up quick. You know, we, we use Amazon a lot. Um, serving. You know, we're always short of people for setup. If, if you honestly can't give, can you give some time? You know, the, the, the church could use you. Um, and again, if, 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 uh, if that's all you can give, then talk to talk to one of us and, and see if we can help you. Um, also, lastly, prayer. You know, pray for the church's finances. Um, you know, we, we want to be on a stable footing. Um, Bloom hasn't increased its budget in two and a half years. Luke keeps trying to increase it, and I keep saying no. Um, you know, we, we want to live within our means. So um, the, the, way, the way it works, we have to exceed budget by 10%, I think, um, is the bylaw to, to increase our, our budget year on year. 
Um, we haven't done that. Um, but we've, we've done more with the money that we, we do have than we've ever done before. We, we, we now have ch uh, kids church. Um, we've been doing a lot more in the community. So the money we have has actually gone a lot further. Um, but we do need more. Um, we can always do with more. I, I want to be really clear, you know, Bloom isn't a prosperity church. We don't teach that if you give, you're going to get. I'm a believer that, that God will bless you. But how that, how that blessing comes, I'm not going to predict. But um, I'm certainly not going to say, by the way, you, if, you, if, you, if you give us a thousand bucks this month, um, you're certainly going to find an extra 1,500 the following month. So that's, you're not going to hear anybody, oops, anybody from the leadership uh, preach that. Um, this time of year is certainly the hardest. Um, you know, our, our numbers drop slightly because people are on vacation and basically wake up and go, it's a nice day, I want to do something else and go to church. Um, if you give, um, if, if you give weekly in, in our box, think about either giving online or, or regular, so you don't have to think about it. You know? um, both PayPal and um, eGive offer um, scheduled payments, so you can set it up and it will just come out automatically. But again, we don't want anybody to overstretch themselves. If it's gonna, if it's gonna cause an issue, then um, you know, it's, we're, we're not trying to drain anybody's account. Um, just to give you some context, um, it costs, we worked out, it costs $150 a month for each room participant. So every time you come to church and sit down on a chair, that's cost Bloom $150. A month? A month. If we divided our budget by yeah. our regular attendance, yeah. adult regular attendance. Yeah. So, it's, it, it, there, there are some real figures behind that. So it's, it's, not, uh, it's not cheap. And we want to offer, uh, we want to do more. We want to grow. We want to offer more opportunities in the community. And we, we need, you know, at the end of the day, we need finance to do that. So, again, you know, whatever you can do. One of the other things Luke and I have discussed, and I also want some input on, is a couple of the churches that I've attended in the past have done something called a vision offering. It's outside uh, regular giving. And the idea behind it is the church may need something. Um, so we do um, uh, a giving... Um, process for that outside of the, of the normal giving um, churches in the past that I've been at have done it for sound equipment or um, new chairs or um, um, a, a minibus uh, uh, with, with one other so again is that something that as a church we think is uh, would work is an idea and you know we want your uh, your ideas as well, as far as what Bloom can do better, what um, what things aren't we aware of that, 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 that may, may help our finances. So it's something, you know, money and, and religion are two things nobody likes talking about because um, everybody's seen the, the evangelical 
um, television pastors who are making lots of money and, and, and people think that you know, it's, we're enriching the, the uh, pastoral team. That's, that's not the case. So, but how can we do things better? And that's it. I'm, my notes are, are done. Um, I, need, I want your input now. Um, thanks for listening.